Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is July 25th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Swallows. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Freedom Lies in Being Bold by Robert Frost. So, we are talking about aniseed today. So this comes to us from MagicalSpiritualGifts.com. Aniseed is used as a spice, either ground or whole, and is best known for its flavoring in the curling world. But its magical practice is said to increase psychic ability and ward off the evil eye. As in, um, like a apotropic charm. So a pinch of anise seed is wrapped in a white handkerchief and carried in the pockets. You can crush and brew anise seed and water to create a tea before commencing spiritual practices or add it to resin incense such as myrrh or dragon's blood and burn it while making invocations. I love it. It's kind of like so inconspicuous. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from the NewYorkPost.com. And this is from like a month ago. So this is really recent. Uh, let's see. Bill O'Reilly is conjuring up a book about the Salem witch trials. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Let's see what, what this is about. So minus another bestseller killer book these past 10 minutes, Bill O'Reilly's coming out with Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. So what exactly is a witch? Quote, the devil's bidding a bargain with Satan, an active spirit saying to do whatever and the person does it. There were even male witches who were executed. With every word faithfully recorded, records exist that have been kept in a Massachusetts museum. There were lots of deaths, 50% survival rate. Understand, the Mayflower voyage itself was horrendous. Mayflower diaries reveal that Puritans, our settlers, did not sail with little parasols. Once landing, they needed food. God wasn't serving them breakfast. Weather was harsh, cold. They didn't know how to grow things. Uh, tribes helped or they'd have died in Jamestown or the Jamestown settlers would have first died. Bickering subsequently created uh, migration and teenage Benjamin Franklin, who lived in Boston, where witches were imprisoned, uh, imprisoned before execution. So why is he writing this book? 
The Salem witch trials angered Franklin so that the Constitution was formed. He wanted this new land not to be religion-based. Patrick Henry wanted it Christian-based. Why Salem? Landing in Plymouth means um, many moved north to Salem to acquire land. Salem has witches everywhere today, all over. It's the primary industry. The witch mall sells potions, tells your future. Execution site Gallow Hill is still there. A ghost is not a witch. A ghost is a spirit of a departed someone who hangs around and doesn't pay rent. <laughs> Unlike witches, they're not in league with the devil. This is wild. What is this? This is from the New York Post. Wow. This is just... I feel like this just makes no sense. So, it doesn't understand... It doesn't explain why he's writing this book. It's just like, this is such a rambling. Let me see uh, what else they have here. Let's see what Amazon says about this book. Let's see. Okay, so Killing the Witches tells the dramatic history of how the Puritan tradition and the power of early American ministers shaped the origins of the United States, influencing the founding of fathers, the American Revolution, and even the Constitutional Convention. The repercussions of Salem continues to present day, notably in real-life stories behind the exorcist and, the, and in contemporary witch hunts. Um, the result is compulsively readable about good, evil, community panic, and how fear can overwhelm facts, facts and reason. So it kind of seems like this book is meant to, like, uh, one, they said, he, well, apparently in the New York Post article, they said that Benjamin Franklin was so disturbed by the witch hunts that it is kind of what shaped the country to be, like, anti the witch trials. And, but, but he's trying to, like, somehow link this to flack people get about them wanting to um, do away with people. So this is really weird. This they're, they're trying very, very hard to make themselves seem like victims when they're the ones who are actually trying to uh, cause violence and destruction onto other people. So whatever. This is weird. So don't get trapped into this. If you're like, oh my God, there's a new book. Don't know. Run. It's, it's, they're twisting things into somehow making themselves like these victims. And we're not playing that game today. All right, witches. I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, July 25th. The first quarter moon moves from the Art Deco halls of Libra to the intense drumbeats of Scorpio today. Here, the moon trines Saturn. A trine to Saturn gives us just the right push to try a little harder, put in a little more elbow grease, go that extra mile. If you've been struggling to wrap things up, now is a great time to make that final push. Saturn is in Pisces, so it currently has a lot less structure than it normally has. That means that we can be a little more creative about our approach and still get the job done. 
So let your imagination take hold on ways to get to that finish line. Then set your sights and get her done. Your daily moon mantra is, it's hard to fail, but it is worse to never have tried to succeed. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. In the Black Mountain region, Fullmouth is a town of women and children. When local mothers start dying, the town is panicked. At first, the citizens believe the deaths are suicides, yet 15-year-old Pearl is unconvinced. Pearl has known visions her whole life has known the feeling of when the darkness shifts inside her and her power comes to the surface. But having recently moved to Fullmouth, the supernatural is suddenly magnified. She now finds herself able to commune with ghosts. She sees visions of how mothers will die. Relying on these powers, Pearl faces a daunting foe and the responsibility of saving the town. The only question is, will she be too late? Built on history, folk tradition, and witchcraft, The Swallows is a horror novel that explores a small town's connection to the spiritual world and the families that fill it. The Swallows by Kristen Clanton is available wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So something I really wanted to touch on is religious names. So this is something we see in a lot of different cultures uh, and a lot of different religions and a lot of different spiritualities, including the witch one. So let's kind of dig into it. Uh, This comes to us from the School Sisters of Notre Dame website. So the practice of women religious receiving a new name started as early as the 6th century. The idea springs from God changing Abraham's name to Abraham to signify the covenant between them. A religious name signifies the adoption of a new life, the replacement of family identity with a religious one. Naming customs varied between religious congregations. Some congregations allowed a woman to choose her name, while in other cases someone in authority chose the name. Uh, For this school, initially a woman's religious name was chosen with no input from her. Later, the process changed. So last names were only used for legal and administrative purposes. So it's talking about how in a lot of different religions, people choose a name, right? And we see this in um, Catholicism after confirmation. I think you choose a name. We see this also in Jewish communities after there's a coming of age. Um, And it's a really popular thing. But why I thought this was interesting is that we also see it in uh, witchcrafts, right? Modern Wicca, modern uh, neo-paganism. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about this uh, a little more. So what is the point of this, right? According to Wikipedia, religious names are used among the persons of the consecrated life. So in most religious institutions, a new member is traditionally either given a religious name or chooses one. And this could either be the name of um, importance with the church or like in relation to a saint or virtue, something like that. Apart from that, it is possible to keep the baptismal name as a religious name, too. The name is taken uh, usually upon 
uh, occasions of first vows. So again, this it's kind of meant to picking a religious name is kind of ma- meant to indicate that the person that was no longer is right. We're taking on a new life. We want to be seen differently. The life we led before this, we are now different people. And so we see this in a lot of initiations uh, across different religions, for lack of a better word. Um, And I think it's really neat. You know, Uh, I do know that like witch names were very popular when I was uh, growing up and a lot of people I knew had a witch name. Um, I personally never did. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I've always felt just like me, you know, Um, which me didn't feel like a different version of me. So I guess I just never felt the urge to have a different name. And I still kind of feel that way uh, when it comes to things like. And also, honestly, the idea of naming oneself uh, just feels like really difficult to me. For some reason, I really struggled to like wrap my mind around it. And I think it's just because like that's not something uh, that we're used to doing. Right. We're used to putting it in someone else's hands. You know, mom, you figure that one out. You know, so I think the idea of naming myself uh would feel just like a difficult thing to approach, right? Like, how do you approach that? Uh, However, I do know a lot of members of our community, the Witch Way fam and the Witch Daily Show fam, has chosen different names, whether it's a pin name, um, whether it is a writing name or a witch name. I'll have writers who, after writing for a few months, come to me and go, okay, I'm going by a different name now. And I go, okay. And then we just change everything. Uh, But it is a really fascinating thing. And we see it in a lot of religions. So sometimes I think I see people kind of teasing witch names. And it's just a nice reminder that a lot of cultures and religions do it. So maybe it's just so like, just be cool about it, you know? So I asked this question to the Witch Daily Show fam. And I asked everybody, do you have a witch name? If so, what made you choose one? And how did you pick one? So Nix wrote, there was a time I thought I did. It was given to me at a Beltane event. I'm not sure it fits anymore since I've changed a lot since then. Coming out as non-binary, divorced, all that jazz. I'm not opposed to a new one, but it hasn't made itself known yet. And yeah, I think that's what's interesting. And I have to say, I think, um, you know, like I said before, we're used to somebody else handling it. You know, like your parents typically choose your name or some other institution chooses your name. And so the idea of like approaching that just feels like a lot, like a giant thing to take take on um but i think when it comes to religious i think it is maybe better if you choose your own you know so charlotte says yes i do my granddaughter gave it to me i think that is so sweet honestly uh one of the little babies who i watch sometimes uh she started calling me nani and uh how that happened is she's like barely two and Tanya became Tana became Nani. 
And uh, so I'll be like in the kitchen and she'll just scream, Nani. And, I, and I'm like, I'm right here. You don't have to yell at me. Uh, but I absolutely love it. So I think that is so sweet. And something about it really does kind of warm your heart. Like I haven't seen her in a while, but I still kind of hear in my mind sometimes Nani. And it really is just so sweet. So Tara says, I do. My friends and I picked our own names. It sounds like a childish thing to do since we're older, but we're living our best lives and doing things our parents wouldn't let us do. And no, I don't think it's childish. Like, I mean, it it has been a tradition for thousands and thousands of years. So definitely not childish. Um, I but I but I understand it feels that way. You know, sometimes I feel like that, too, when I know it's not, you know. Cassidy says, I've come up with a couple of different names I like. The first I chose using Guidance in Buckland's Blue Book. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, is there a section for that in Buckland's Blue Book? That's really neat. Uh, man, man, that book's got it all. Can we be honest? That book's got it all. Uh, the second just came to me. I considered legally changing my name to that one. But when I Googled it, I got results. And I want a truly unique name. Yeah, I used to fantasize about legally changing my name, uh, like just my last name. And the reason for that is because I just don't particularly like my last name. And honestly, when I entered the witch world, I kind of wish I had gone with something else. I didn't expect this. Um, I didn't expect things to kind of blow like blow up in the way they did. I didn't expect to be an author. I didn't expect any of this. Uh, in retrospect, I kind of wish I would have chosen something different. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely sometimes I still fantasize about changing my last name. Kelly says, nope, not that I'd be against uh, one as long as it fit. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how I feel. Like I'm not against it. I just never had the urge to pick one again, just because I never felt like there was ever a different version of me. It's always felt like just me, you know? Um, however, if someone gave me one and it felt really, really good and really comfy, I would totally go for it. Brandon says, I had one when I was younger, but felt I was trying to come up with something to go along with books requirements instead of how I felt. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of how I felt. Maybe not to such a pushy extent. Like I didn't, I, I didn't feel pressure. But I think me and Brandon are probably like similar-ish ages. So we were probably like reading the same books at the same time when we were younger. And there really was this feeling of like, you got to pick a name. Uh, Callie says, I chose one partly for anonymity until I'm confident enough to come out of the broom closet. And partly because I'm by gender and my identity gets interesting as a result. I picked mine as both a goal and a promise to myself. I don't want to say the name um, because I don't just in case you don't want anyone to know. Um, but I always want to keep moving forward towards my goals. And this name fits me better than a different one. So I like it. And then uh, so it's half goals, half personal, re personal reasons, half inspiration. And I love that. Kat says no, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> Um, Karen says, I do have a witch name that was given to me by my spiritual mom years ago. As I age, moving from mother to crone, I don't use it as much. I just continue moving forward, always attempting to maintain balance. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. But I think the big reason, the big, the biggest reason I wanted to talk about it today 
is to maybe like start moving our brains out of the, oh, this is silly mindset, right? I don't want us to think that, oh, this is just a silly little thing that like people did in the 90s, uh, which explosion, you know? But in reality, this is something that has been done by many traditions, many cultures, many religions for a very long time. So I want us to kind of get out of this idea that it's silly and look at it a little bit more with like maybe the same respect we would give to another culture and religion, right? And that's something I've had to do work on, right? I used to kind of think it was silly, you know, when I was younger. And not that I cared if anyone did. I just, it just felt so out of my wheelhouse that I deemed it silly. And that's like not the vibe of 2023, right? We want to not think that way. So it just takes a little bit of unlearning, you know? Uh, but yeah, so I think I agree. I'm not wholly against it. I do have a pen name that I really, really love. It's one I use for private writings elsewhere in the world um, that I don't want associated with my witch life. Uh, I really enjoy that name. Uh, the pen name was uh, really chosen out of um, like analytics so it's not like it wasn't a name I picked it was one I kind of used numbers and letters to kind of come up with but I really love it and it kind of fits me really well and I actually do prefer it in some spaces uh but I think for a witch name it would be it would have to be one of those things like I came across it very organically and it felt really right you know but anyways I thought this was a fun conversation and I just kind of want to change your mindset against like these things aren't silly just because they're not for us, but instead is a part of a really greater tradition across all of humanity. You know, it's super cool. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Nikki O'Hare. Nikki, you mystical, magical fire dragon. Brandon, you cunning, powerful oracle. Lex, you charming golden werewolf, and Kelly Crane, you poetic opulent witch. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is Death from the Buffy Tarot. Oof, I wonder how Buffy is going to um, like try to talk about this. It won't do you any good to scream when faced with the agents of ick, but it will help you to learn that this card does not refer to physical death. You can get the creeps out of you. Ugh, you can get the creeps out of your life, painful memories, outdated beliefs, toxic relationships, and make way for something better. You need to find your voice. Oh, that's nice. Um, all right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we've talked about today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. 
one stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.